Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Catlin. And welcome to the The How How to to Love Me Podcast. Podcast. Hello and welcome. Welcome to another episode, guys. Another episode of How to Love Me, the podcast where we talk about mental health and relationships. Specifically, Dee and Joel's relationship. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast, guys. Hello. Hello, thank you. So, obviously, we know each other very well, but for those who don't, Dee, you want to say who you are? Okay, well, Dee is one of my many names. I also go by Darylin. Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) See, that is your name. And we're very well acquainted through the Mental Wealth Project. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't you know? And then there's Joel. Yeah. Hello. I'm I'm Dee's fiance. Ah, that makes (laughs) sense. There we go, there we go. So we have another couple. Yeah. Yay. Super excited to get some more people on here. Absolutely. So we've talked about doing this episode a while ago. Yeah. We've been talking about this for, this has been in the works for probably a couple months now. Hey. Yeah. 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 I mean, we talked to you guys, well, we talked to you, Dee, about this Mm -hmm. when we started the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I mean, before we even launched it. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's been, it's been a while in the works here. Yes. Highly anticipated. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's also our first guest episode. The first time we've had anybody else besides us doing this. Yeah. So bear with us, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and don't get nervous. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, want to dive into her? Yeah. What are we diving into? Okay. Start? So let's dive into mental health first. So what I'm actually really curious is where you guys both stand individually on mental health. Mm-hmm. So who wants to go first? In terms of... Well, I mean... I guess kind of... Let us know what your mental health challenges are. Okay. Firstly. Okay. Do you want me to start? Yeah, you go first, dude. Okay, so I have been diagnosed with schizoaffective disorder. Okay, um, so do you want to give us a quick little rundown of what exactly that is? Well, yeah, so it can be broken down into bipolar and schizophrenia. So that's kind of my challenge, and yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's That's all. Yeah. Easy, easy. Like that doesn't really describe, obviously. No, and I do want to get into it a little bit more, but I mean, we can just continue with introductions and see where we got. Yeah, perfect. So Joel. Uh, Yeah, so I haven't, technically I've been diagnosed with ADD. Ooh, okay. This was when I was in uh, junior high school. I I do kind of relate to that diagnosis, but I don't kind of let it define me. Mm-hmm. But I've also dealt with, you know, anxiety, depression. That's all those. The vanilla ice the cream. The vanilla ice cream. Sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> That's right. um, but I've, I've always um, kind of tried to work on all these things myself and uh, never really seeked outside help. Just, you know, try to educate myself and yeah. learn about kind of what's going on inside my head, you know. And yeah. That's... Uh, that's where I'm at, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, obviously with this podcast, we talk about relationships and specifically yours today. Yay. So I kind of want to get before your guys' relationship and start like there. Mm-hmm. So D, yeah. I mean, obviously with this disorder, I'm kind of curious to how it led or how it affected your dating. Right. And like how it affected relationships before and after. Right. So I can break this down a bit for you. So in my late 20s, I was um, in, I guess it would have been 2011, 2011, I found myself in a psychotic episode. So So what does that look like? 
Yeah, so I'm trying to like keep this uh, short, but it's actually like a long story if I were to really break it down. Go long. Yeah. Well, we want to know. <laughs> yeah, the fans will listen. Don't worry about it. Okay, so I was going to school and I was working at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, I, I had had it pretty well made at that point in my life. And I was pretty confident and comfortable and my work was paying for my education. And I was highly focused and highly motivated. And then... Something happened, I, my health, my mental health just started deteriorating. So like, I noticed I wasn't sleeping properly, I wasn't eating properly, and I was just like super high functioning. And um, it never occurred to me that maybe I was peeking into like a mental health crisis. Okay. But um, that's when the shit hit the fan. And like, I had, like, I just kind of went up the mountain and I hit the peak and then my life just kind of exploded. So I was hospitalized and, um, put on medication and I, that was a really prolonged period. It lasted for six to nine months and I was alone in my apartment that whole time because I didn't have a job cause I was laid off. Oh wow. Yeah. Yikes. So I don't know. Um, and then I slowly kind of recovered from that and I thought, this could never happen again. Like this was like a once in a lifetime kind of situation. And and like, I felt like I was kind of walking a tightrope because I was on all these medications and like trying to get balanced out. But, um, and I kind of got my life in order. And then it happened again when I bought, moved into the house that we're in right now. And how much longer was that? Like, that would have been four years. It was four years. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So I had a repeat episode and I was like, it's really surprised because the, the, my episodes, like my psychotic episodes last for like a year. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's intense. Okay. Like, and there's repeat hospitalizations. And then after um, I took 10 months off of work at my current job and I you know, kind of found my feet again and recovered and fixed my brain the best I could. And then I decided to start dating. And that's, um, well, eventually I met Joel. But if you want to talk about dating, I mean, there was definitely some stigma attached to that. Because when you disclose your medical history to someone um, and you say you have schizophrenia, like obviously (laughs) there's some judgment there. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely a huge stigma attached yeah. to that. Yeah. And I mean, the same goes for, yeah, I mean, even my stuff isn't that intense. Like, even PTSD is still considered one of the, like, crazy ones, right? Mm-hmm. But nothing like dealing with that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that's, that's intense. Mm-hmm. So the first time, yeah, so the first time I was diagnosed, they diagnosed me with bipolar. Okay. But one thing I never disclosed to them throughout all the symptoms that I was having was that I had a voice in my head. Oh. So I think okay. when, the second time when I got like was went through my other episode really I disclosed you know I have so I have a voice in my head and they're like and then they escalated or changed rather the diagnosis to schizophrenia so it's kind of it's, so we call it schizoaffective disorder okay I relate more to the schizo or schizophrenic uh diagnosis though oh that makes okay. well yeah okay mm-hmm. if that makes sense you know that reminds me of like a cool little thing that I heard apparently if you are, because it's schizophrenia that gives you the voice in your head, right? Yeah. Apparently, if you're schizophrenic and deaf, you actually see people hand, 
like sentences to you, really? like do sign language. Oh, no you actually way. see the hands appear. I never knew. Yeah, that. I that's actually just saw that yesterday. Interesting. Where did you learn that? Facebook. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's Facebook. Right? Crazy cool. I know. Yeah. yeah. It's insane. So yeah. obviously, then, so it took you. You started dating after your second episode. Yeah, like, okay, so after my first episode, I did meet a person and um, I dated them for about a year. We went to Europe for three months and it was a very um, rocky relationship. Uh, He didn't quite understand the logistics of my diagnosis and was just a general arrogant person. Mm. So many red flags, so many red flags, yeah. but hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so I try not to date when I'm unwell. Okay. That's smart. I mean, look after yourself I have before to get you bring myself. someone else in. Totally. Yeah. So after you got your first episode and you got your diagnosis and everything, how long it was, how long of it was, how long of a break was it until you started to like, until you met this guy and started dating again? Mm, let's see. It would have been over a year. Like... The timeline's fuzzy. I mean, because 2012 was when, like, I peaked out, and then 2013, and then I moved in with my parents, and then it was while I was living with my parents that I met this guy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So... So I was, was, like, pretty much better, like, in the sense that I was functioning normally, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, there there was definitely some signs that I wasn't 100%, and when I went to Europe... I started to relapse, and then I had a minor relapse when I came home. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? So we've talked about first dates, and this has always been a question that I've had. Now, especially with something as big as, you know, the schizophrenia side, when did you tell him? Okay, so in the case of that guy, um, to be honest, I don't really recall, like... I don't think I... Well, I wasn't diagnosed with schizophrenia at the time. Okay. Yeah, that would have just I had been the, the bipolar diagnosis, Yeah, bipolar right? at that time. Yeah. So, um, I think I just broke it to him very softly, if I remember correctly. I probably sugarcoated the hell out of it. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to make it a little bit easier for easier, him. Easier, yeah. And easier okay. for me. Right. Did you do right. that, like, just at the start, or did you do it, like, a couple months in? No, it would have been near the beginning, not, like, first or second or third date, yeah. but, like, oh, by the way, you know. <laughs> by the way. Just kind of, like, in passing, by the way, Things this is that, something that I, I my My techniques have evolved, and, like, disclosure has evolved since that time. But. I'm yeah. very excited to get more into that. I mean, yeah. right now, I just see it as, like, uh, he dropped you off after a cute date, and you're like, by the way, I'm bipolar. Yeah. Like, <laughs> see you later. Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow at six, right? Yeah. You're still on, right? Cool. See you then. Yeah. yeah. If you're not there, I'll be real upset. <laughs> yeah. 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 So okay, well that's interesting. And then obviously it evolved from there. So that was like your one relationship before you had your second episode. That's right. Okay. He was the only serious person that I saw in that duration. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then did that like seeing that that relationship didn't go that well, did it scare you off from dating again? Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. I needed a long break after that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No diggity. Yeah. And then, but then I moved into my house and uh, I was single for a while and just kind of enjoying the single life and taking care of myself. And I relapsed. I got like, it reoccurred. Lightning struck twice, it seemed, and I wasn't expecting it. So. 
So when you deal with something like that and you say that it's shocking, like I, I would assume that if I was diagnosed with something along those lines, that it's something that I would struggle with my whole life and that relapse mm-hmm. is definitely just, you know, it, it's bound to happen. Mm-hmm. Is that not the case for this? Okay, so that's where the big question mark is, right? So I'm in a good position right now because I'm medicated, that um, I'm on medications that work really well for me. Okay. I've tried so many different medications and different combinations of medications to become well. All right. Okay. <coughs> You're getting the coughs. Don't know what to tell you. Okay, so going from there then, let's fast forward. Yeah. You and Joel meet. Boom. Joel, you get introduced into this situation. So my question to you is, when did she tell you? You know, it was pretty early on. Dee can maybe hit you with the exact dates, but... Um, you got the exact dates, Dee? I don't have dates, but I have the timeline. Because when we met, um, I was pretty open with my mental health at the time. Uh, my 20s were spent DJing and not a lot of sleep. And... Oh, shit. You were a party dude then. Okay. So, well, like... Basically, I always had nine to five. So there is um, there is weeks where I probably averaged eight hours of sleep total. You know? Oh shit! And Holy. by the time I hit thirty, I realized, wow, I can't do this, and it's really affecting my mental health. And so I chose work and sleep over DJing, and I just I kind of left that behind. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, but I was in the process of kind of just healing myself, and yeah. you know. Um, getting better sleep, you know, folk learning about nutrition. And um, so when Dee and I met, I was pretty open with her right away. We were very comfortable around each yeah. other. And um, and yeah. so that probably made things easier for Dee to kind of open up to me. So you opened up first to her. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. Now, what did that do for you, knowing that Joel just said he's got mental health issues? Well, Joel was like full disclosure from the first date. Like, he was really open, and that made me super comfortable. And he even said he was like into neuroscience and stuff like that. So I'm like, he could find this interesting, right? So, So you're telling me, right off, first date, you're just like, hey, here's what's going on with me. Which is interesting because we talked about first dates and yeah, like we yeah. want more, you know, explanation yeah. for people because my dating history is very, very minimal. Yes. Yes, it is. But you, however, have well, a little bit more experience. I have a little bit more experience. But this but... is different. I'm well, excited. Well, yeah. and that's the thing is, yes, I have a little bit more experience, but I didn't realize that I was struggling with my mental health until like later on yeah. in my life. So did you have that approach before in previous relationships, Joel? No. Um, like when Dee and I met, we... I was just kind of at a point in time where I didn't want my time to be wasted anymore and mm-hmm. um, looking for something different. I think up until that point, I was more dating. And I I, I think because I wasn't confident with my own mental health, um, I wasn't confident in dating and okay. being with someone else, you know. And um, so one of the other things, I was still living at... Uh, my mom's at the time and that was also another thing I disclosed right away because I said yeah. I want to waste time I want to like get to know you for who you are super I want honest. you to get to know me and if this is going to be an issue let's just get it out of the way now because yeah. you know, wow. and uh, so I, I guess, got goosies <laughs> I got goosies I guess there was some trial and error that I learned through dating mm-hmm. and oh, it just wow. happened that timing was perfect for us when we met wow but, you know yeah. So then he opens up to you, and then obviously that must have been like, you must have had a well, shitty grin on your face. Let me tell you about our first date. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh yes. So, first okay. Date. So first of all, let's start. 
we both swiped right. Oh! Okay, I did not realize this. Damn! I saw a snack. I just had to have it. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't prepared for that. (laughs) So anyway, we chatted for maybe two or three days, and I said, we gotta meet, because the last guy wasted my time. Okay. And he was like, sweet, let's meet. So we met at, like... A random greenhouse and he asked if he, um, if he could bring his camera because he loves photography mm-hmm. so I was like no worries um, let's go walk around the neighborhood and you can take pictures and he was super jazzed on that so we were like wandering around and he was taking pictures and we were just really getting to know each other and then he uh, we ran out of places to walk so somehow the psychiatric hospital came up which is just across the highway from where we are and that is a beautiful place to be. Like, it has beautiful grounds, old buildings. And I was like, do you want to go to the psychiatric hospital to take pictures? Like, and I know that place like the back of my hand. So we go there. But I don't say anything about the fact that I know this place because I've been there. <laughs> my yeah. doctor's office is right yeah, there. Yeah, no, exactly. But I, like, take them on a tour, but I, like, act like I don't know where I am. This like, tree uh, was planted yes. in 1953. And I'm like, no, exactly. I was like, and this building was, this is building one. And this has been here since 19, like, whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, but I don't know this place. And then, it, <laughs> but, in, but in my head, I'm like, how the hell am I going to tell him the truth if we go on, like, a second or third and I'm like I want those dates but like this is weird so it was instant chemistry obviously instant okay yeah. so you guys are walking through the the hospital yeah grounds. he's taking pictures okay yeah and yeah, yeah it was fun I it was an amazing day he got some really good pictures out of the deal too so well I doubt he got that was the best thing he got out of that day I mean, but he ended up getting a fiance out of it yeah. so. it's true it's true so yeah. when so did you tell her on the first date uh like about my, about your mental health. I we probably had already even talked about that. Just like uh, just texting over a Tinder or yeah. whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah, um, yeah. Because very full disclosure. Like I've like I said, I had a diagnosis of ADD, but since then it's more just been self diagnosis and mm-hmm. uh, trying to figure out what's going on inside my head. Yeah, so, yeah. self discovery. Um, so D made me very comfortable, and I think I must have known that there was that she had some experience with mental health issues because um, we I think we did kind of go back and forth a bit but I had no idea yeah he didn't about really know, anything no. um, okay so when did he know when did you tell him it would have been well it was over text message oh really Ooh, yeah we went on okay. like two or three dates and then um, we were texting one night like we were writing each other like paragraphs over text <laughs> and like just really getting into it and then we decided to watch he, we we were uh, he was at home I was at home but we wanted to watch Silver Linings Playbook at the same time which That's is about mental movie. health right yeah. yeah and I just was like you know what I was thinking to myself I think this would be a really good opportunity to kind of just tell him that I have struggled with mental health issues and I did and he was like oh cool or something <laughs> what <laughs> yeah like okay. I was so. At first, I had so many thoughts going through my head, like, will he um, reject me? Will he judge me? Will he hold it against me that I didn't tell him sooner or whatever? But it was like, if if I've learned anything about Joel is like, that is so his per- personality is to be like, okay, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Tell and me you were more. afraid you're going to scare off the tasty <laughs> snack. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. <laughs> okay. So you open up to him. 
Now, my biggest thing with this is like when you start dating somebody, I mean, obviously coming from the oil field and shit like that, one of the biggest things that are ever said is bitches be crazy, right? I mean, that's like the number one thing. Now, to get something like that dropped on you, obviously you took it like a fucking champ. Mm Mm-hmm. Where that would scare off a lot of guys, but I mean, at that point, you guys weren't wasting each other's time, right? No, I mean, and for me, I also thought like, I'm interested in what's going on in my head, but here's someone else who's you know just as interested in what's going on in their head, and like That's we right. can learn from each other, we can grow together, and um, I just, I found it super interesting to be honest, like from a from an interesting point of view, but you know, um, yeah, and then you know, obviously we. There was some chemistry there too that yeah. you know, was undeniable. So no kidding, no kidding. Yeah. So seriously, just like watching you guys together now, you can like see it. Yeah, like I was more like I always thought in a situation like that, you know, someone would bring that up and you'd be like, oh shit, like that's a little intimidating. Like, were you intimidated at all by that? I I had no experience with it, so I just didn't really know what it meant. It it was kind of just I had to start asking questions. And you had the full okay. diagnosis at this time, right? I did. Yeah, that was past okay. everything. So time. then, did you tell him your full diagnosis, or yeah, yeah, yeah? Okay. He didn't like. We are still diving into the details of what I experienced in that time. We we talk about it, mm-hmm. but like, um, yeah, he 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 knew pretty well when I told him like what my mental health diagnosis was. Yeah. Okay. What that meant, that was a different story. So, okay, we're, we're diving. Obviously, we're, we're in it now. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. this, is, this is super interesting for us. So, was there, there was no point of intimidation for you, Joel, at all? Like, you just kind of thought that it was super interesting and you wanted to learn more? Well, I mean, I, because it was, a, it was an unknown, you know, like, or there was so much I did not know. Um, I really didn't know what that would mean for me, caring for it in a relationship. And, yeah. You know, um, I was curious to find out, and I, um, I wasn't scared, but I was uh, curious. That, that'd be the word I'd use, just because I wanted it to work, you know, but mm-hmm. time was the only thing that was going to tell if, that, if, if it, it could work, work you know? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Um, so, but I thought, like, there's no reasons to... Uh, to be scared or back away, you know, just just because I am uneducated on maybe on this diagnosis. Yeah. Yeah. So for you, D, I mean, you guys were three dates in. Yeah. Obviously, this tasty little snacks turning into more of a meal. Oh yeah. Um, were you scared to tell him? Like, was there yes. like even though you guys had that instant connection yes. and all of that, there was still a lot of fear. Oh yeah, because you know, I have experienced rejection from this diagnosis Mm -hmm. so and I liked him and like a lot so I was like I don't know if I feel comfortable telling him right away because it's heavy it's Mm -hmm. really heavy and I was just nervous so so if you could do it all over again would you tell him sooner no really I would have done it exactly how I did it okay because it was perfect no regrets no No. none whatsoever it was good timing (laughs) because yeah a diagnosis like that, you don't want to say it on the first date. That's no. not, you know. Yeah. Um, no. Once we realize we liked each other, that that's the time you open it up, and yeah. you know, yeah. you don't want to get too heavy because then it's then you're actually hiding something. And yeah, right. I think three dates in or wherever it was, it was, we weren't hiding anything. It was just it came out naturally and organically. Yeah. So I love that. We made a statement in our first dates episode that say it when you know it comes up something that you have to talk about, like an allergy. Mm-hmm. What, does that work for you guys? Like using that type of analogy that when you talk about mental health, like 
obviously if me and Kelly knew each other or didn't know each other beforehand and we started dating, mm-hmm. our my view on it was talk about it like you would an allergy, right? If you've got a peanut allergy, you don't walk up and be like, yeah. hey, I'm Callan, I got a peanut allergy. Hey, I'm vegan. Yeah. <laughs> well, vegans do that, but let's not even get into that. That's a whole other That's subject. That's a whole other topic. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, so, but. No, I understand what you're saying. Right? I don't, it's hard to compare the two in my mind. Right. Well, I'm just thinking because, like, like you said, you wouldn't drop it on the first date, mind you. Joel dropped it on the first date, not even before the first he date. He drops a lot on the first date. Damn. He was really open, and I really appreciated that. About yeah, him. I mean, well, you made it easy though. Yeah. <laughs> so for our relationship too, mm-hmm. I opened up way before she did. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. wonder if that's actually a lesson that guys need to learn, mm-hmm. is they got to be the vulnerable ones first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Because, I mean, especially when you get a little bit older, too, it just makes it a little bit more difficult to be able to bring that stuff up because it feels like you're, like, you have that timeline in your head, right? And you're like, okay, if I bring this up too soon, there's potential that I'm going to scare them off. And, like, mm-hmm. I'm already, you know, like, well, I mean, right now I'm 29, but, like, you know, I like I want to have kids. I want to have a family. So it's like... I don't want to do anything that's going to potentially screw this up. But at the same time, like I need to tell them, you know, so. Yeah. I want, I was, I didn't want to get to the point where it felt like I wasn't being honest about who I am. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt if we went any further, I wouldn't have been. Yeah. Because I mean, comparing it to a peanut allergy, like we, it could have been months and then we could have been at a doctor's office and then had to fill out a form and then, oh, yeah. by the way. I'm know. sorry, you didn't tell me you had a peanut allergy. Okay. So in other words, in some ways I was wrong. Mm-hmm. You're going to enjoy this. I am. Yes. I already am enjoying yeah. this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Way too much. But no, I mean, this is all part of learning like and getting different people's stories. Because for me, for my things, like it isn't, you know, I don't have the big break. I do have the big breakdowns, but they're not. Mm-hmm. long episodes mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so for me i would bring it up like an allergy but for right. something like no, this that makes that does actually make a lot of sense yeah because yeah right especially yes. for ptsd right for, for me yeah you know yeah. obviously Certain if i have things a flashback are gonna be triggering yeah yeah oh yeah i no. think that's important to disclose at that point mm-hmm. yeah. the end of the day though it's about uh you're worried about being judged yeah yeah right? that's so exactly it when when you, you decide you like this person that's when you tell them. Because yeah, yeah. if they judge you, then they're not the right they're person. The right, and if exactly. they accept it, you know, then they're not going to have any issues with you waiting two to two days or two weeks or however long it takes you to get there. So. Yeah. Shit, did we just finish oh, the episode? Seriously. <laughs> wow, Joel. Welcome, welcome to your new hosts of How to Love Me because they seem to know it better than we do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not even close. No, I'm just saying, no. you guys nailed it. Like, mm. that is the most, like... I've had nothing but goosebumps. Maybe it's because it's intensely hot. But hard to say. Hard to say. Yeah. So I'm really glad to hear about that. So with that, then you know, knowing that you guys started from there. Yeah. Moving forward, how did you? So Joel, when you started dating D, how did the way that you react to her differ from any other relationship, or was there any difference? Um, well, D, I've just been super comfortable. Um, but just being myself, I like, I think we all have some type of walls that we're going to bring into any relationship. Mm-hmm. But I just, I let mine down right away. Mm-hmm. I just thought, you know, like, let's go hundred percent all in. And so I was able to be myself and I'm very introverted. Um, but with D, I kind of always felt like I was by myself. Like I, in, you know, my energy was never drained. So 
we can just be together 100% of the time and it just I always feel that comfort of mm-hmm. what I got previously being by myself yeah. and, and my alone time so my that that battery never gets drained and um yeah so it's just I've been able to carry on and just be myself and then grow with her as you know yeah. as a person individually and as a couple um you said so many times like I feel so comfortable with you. I've always felt so comfortable with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we had the same thing. So, like, obviously for Kelly and I, we knew each other eight years before mm-hmm. we started dating, even though, you know, like, obviously that's a long time. But mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's the thing is, yes, we knew each other for eight years, but we didn't, like, know, know each other for eight mm-hmm. years. If We had good conversations. We had never... good conversations, but it's not like we were continually in each other's lives. No. For those eight years. That is true. You know? There's, there's quite the gap. Yes. Our run but... springer, our gap year. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. But that's the thing is like, we've always had that level of comfort even when we first met, which is crazy. Right. Yeah. And that just goes to show. Now, one thing that we did as a relationship, um, I, I did all yeah. the talking. Yeah. Like I opened up first. I let all my demons out. I let mm-hmm. you know everything. And I... I mean, the reason I did that is because I knew Kelly was having a hard time talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I figure if I just let everything out, when I run out of things to talk about, she should step up and then she'll start the conversation. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of what happened. Yeah. Ish. Kind of. I still had to. You still, yeah, yeah, you still had to prod me a little bit. Yeah. But you got there. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of the same thing for you guys. Yeah. That's very, very interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> so if you could go back and tell your previous self, like right before when you guys first started dating, mm-hmm. if you could give yourself one piece of advice, what would it be? Like before I met Joel? Yeah. No, like right when you right when you guys met. Mm-hmm. So do you guys think you handled the start of this relationship perfect? Or is there like one little thing that you would slightly adjust? I you know, I I think it went pretty perfect, you know, like There's nothing you guys would change, hey? Not no. a single thing. Like not even like individually, I don't think for myself, but Nothing I can think of, you know. No, um, I can't think of anything. Time didn't wait. like everything went like. No, it was really good. Pretty quick too, like you know, like we, we've moved on. We've ticked on pretty fast. We're like, why? Why should we wait on this? Let's okay, let's move in together, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so I'm very curious about this. How fast did you guys' relationship progress? Because mm-hmm. ours was fast. Ours, ours was, was very fast. quick. Ours, ours was fast compared to. Um, yeah. What what we were both used to probably and yeah the, you know the that's very role, true right like we were both coming at it as a like hey you know what we're not getting any younger and mm-hmm. let's just why waste each other's time let's just go for it we're always like pretty much we check in a lot but we're always on the same page right so when it was I think I kind of stirred up the idea of you moving in and you were like didn't take you long to be like yeah that actually sounds really great well he gets to get out of his mom's basement of course Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> no it worked it worked well we we did talk we did talk about you know like what if you moved into your own place for a while and we dated like that so that you can you know have your own independence i always thought that was important you know like yeah i need Getting to learn how to like yeah. live by myself but it actually I think this was the this right call. This was the right far. call. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, Financially, it wouldn't have made sense. Yeah. 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 Like for us, it was Kelly came over for a weekend 
and I never left. No, I'm serious. Like that's legitimately, legitimately how it happened. Yeah, like I came hey. over for one weekend and I just never left. Never left. No, I just like kept bringing more and more things with me every time I'd go back to my apartment. The, I think the biggest mistake that I made is the weekend you came over, I'm like, oh, I've got some empty closet space. Hang your stuff. Yeah, and then I just continued to hang more and more things yeah. <laughs> every time I came over. And then finally we decided, like, why do you still have an apartment? You haven't been there in, like, six months. Yeah. Well, much. three months. Well, it was a few months. Yeah. It was basically, I was basically paying for storage. That was it. It's expensive storage. It was expensive storage. <laughs> it was yeah. unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. I love your story, though, guys. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. You're it's, so cute. <laughs> it's very, it's interesting. It's one of a kind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're that. we're special. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, obviously, with the evolution, like, so moving forward, then, like, Joel, how is it that how do you react to D? So, like, with all of everything that's going on, obviously, you don't have. Do you still have bad days, or is it just those mm. manic episodes that you know? So, like, I obviously dread the thought of a relapse, right, or um, whatever you want to call it. Because it's, it's like a relapse, but it's a whole new story, right? Like, it's a, it's a whole new experience every time. But anyway, I dread the idea of that happening. We talk about, um, like, how we would manage that. Mm -hmm. But, okay. like, a lot of... I think something that I find interesting that I catch myself thinking about in terms of my mental health is, like, what is... Am I, am I dealing with something that's normal right now? Or is this just maybe a byproduct of my diagnosis okay interesting right so well, i don't even, uh, could be a, a reaction to your medication reaction we, we don't side know, right? effect yeah. something so like um like i know that um uh what's the word the uh, intrusive thoughts mm -hmm. are like pretty common with my diagnosis but like i kind of think lots of people have intrusive thoughts yeah uh, yeah right here right yeah. all the time yep. so, well, not all the time but you know you what know I mean. so like for me i'm like i don't i don't really know it yeah i don't know what's what and for me it's i look at d as being normal 100 percent of the time yeah you know yep. no matter what if she's like saying weird stuff or you know like in a bum mood or a super happy mood mm -hmm. that's just a normal person going through just going through normal, normal things, emotions. Like, you know, yeah. 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 You know, so, I mean, we have kind of talked about, like, if D were to go through an episode, how to kind of... How to, like, navigate that? Yeah, how to, first of all, how to realize it's going on before yeah. it's too deep, you know? Yeah. But um, uh, the best thing I could do normally is just look at D as a normal person, and that's that's what I see, and that's... Um, and I am. It, well, you are, but, I mean, it's, like... I never question, oh, if you're in a bum mood, could this be one of those things? Is this things? bipolar? No. Yeah. It's, yeah, no. It's, no, you just um, see her for just being just who moods. she is. She's just having That's, a bad day. Exactly. Everybody yeah. has bad days. Absolutely, yeah. 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 So what is your, so, I mean, obviously, I'm sure you've come home, Dee's been bummed out. I mean, I've seen Dee bummed out slightly. Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. So what is, what do you do when you come home to that? Ah, uh, you know, just try to cheer her up. <laughs> so, so what's your cheer up? Yeah. That was just going to be my question. Uh, what do you do go. to cheer her up? Well, I mean, I, I do whatever I can. You know, I talk to her, ask questions, give her a hug, give her a kiss. Um, yeah. Try not to do anything that's going to... Irritate me. Yeah, you know, like, you know, maybe I'll uh, do the dishes or something or... Uh, yeah. Do something a little sweet Maybe for her. put some music on or a little dance or something, you know. It doesn't always work. Put on a little dance? Just, yeah, he's a dancer. I just keep trying until... Uh, 
till we get there. So. Yeah, yeah. We actually do, we there's a lot of singing and dancing. Yeah, we sing and dance. Yeah. I love that. That makes me so happy. I sing and dance Seriously. by myself. You do that all the time. I really do. Except it's like a one man show at our house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like always. <laughs> yeah, one man show. Yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. So I mean, for me, when Kelly's having a bad day, my biggest thing is like I take some of her favorite things. I just get her to relax, unwind. I get her her favorite snack. And just let her sit down, put on something she's seen a million times, but she can just unwind. If she wants to look at her phone, she can look at her phone. If she doesn't want to, she's got something to stare at. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what I do. Yeah, and I mean, I, I kind of always suggest what works for me, which is a lot of times just breathing. And that's yeah. not always what do you want to stay here, you know? But, yeah. Um, yeah. but like I said, I just keep trying. And all, at the same time, if she's in a bum mood, I'm... Gonna be right there with her until she's not. Yeah, around. that's yeah. If that's a motivator, that's it right there. To get out of a bum mood is he's like, Well, I can't be in a good mood if you're <laughs> in a bad mood. It's just not fair. It's not right, it's not fair. So I'm like, Well, he can't be in a bad mood too. So I'm like, I gotta get out of this. I gotta get out of this. Right? So Yeah. I mean I'm I'm probably just as guilty as being in the bum mood too, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, so what do you do when Joel's in a bad mood? How do you help bring him out of it? Joel, why are you so down? No. <laughs> no. Smack him upside the so head. The get thing. your shit together. Smarten up. I can't. He doesn't get down very often. He thinks he's more moody than he lets on. Like, I can't tell when he's down and out most of the time. I, uh, well, I've learned, like, I guess for me, um, in my 20s, I, I, I seem to go through a lot of depression mm-hmm. and, I just focused on, you know, switch my thought patterns, right. you know, like I found I was in a rut. Like I'd, I'd have these negative thoughts and it just, I'd be comfortable with that. And that's what I was used to thinking. And then I found if I just focused on good stuff and I was able to switch my thinking, um, even if I was in a bum mood, I could get out of it, you yeah. know? And once I realized I could get out of these moods, it was a game changer for me. Cause I was able to. Yeah, I think he implements that quite often, and I've learned from that as well. Okay. But I'm almost like I look at him on a pedestal in that regard because I'm, I'm not quite there. Like mm-hmm. I have trouble working myself out of funks that I know if I just like change my way of thinking. Sometimes I could probably, I could probably get to a better place a bit mm-hmm. faster, you know. I get that because I'm the same way as UD. It's it's something that I've been working on, but it's still really hard for me to be able to just like break myself out of those moods mm-hmm. without Kat's help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Eh? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm getting better at it, but it's still something that is a huge struggle for me. Yeah. And also not letting my, my shit moods affect you also. Yeah, but I never let them. So, I mean, even when you're in a shitty mood, like, I don't, I try not to let them affect me because I know if I get into a down mood, then we're both going to be down. That's, that's it. Yeah. We're down and out. Yeah. yeah. That's not good for anybody. Nobody's winning. No, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, usually that's when I get goofy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's normally when all of your goofiness comes out at once. That's when I'm singing and dancing and, and creating one man shows. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> you do that in general, but you definitely do that more when, yeah, when I'm in a bad place. Yep. <laughs> Totally. So I just find that really funny because like for you and obviously for us, like pretty much everybody sitting here at this table, we kind of all have a little bit different diagnosis, Mm -hmm. but we have one thing that we all do Mm -hmm. and it works, Mm -hmm. which is interesting. Not that we're here to give advice. No. Right. 
No, not at all. <laughs> no, no, this is just this is just a conversation. Okay, so D. One thing I'm very curious about with your diagnosis mm-hmm. is, so you said that your psychotic episodes can last up to an entire year. Yeah. So what exactly does that look like for you? <laughs> Are you okay with going into this kind of uh, yeah, detail? Yeah. Like, I would love to write a book about it, but it's such a detailed thing that happens because you're, it's like your sense, your senses are on like hypersensitive, sensitive. Like, I see signs, I see symbols, like... I'm like on a different plane almost where I can still drive. I can still function as a human, but like I don't see things like normal. It's like somebody opened up like my third eye or something. So just let it all in. It's almost like an out of body experience. It's a little bit. Okay. You can say that. Okay. But you know, it's not, there's a lot of enjoyment that I actually got out of that because you're like high for like a year. Oh, okay. Okay. You know? Okay. But it's also really bad for your brain apparently. So. Okay. Would that be almost like on the side of manic? Manic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. So like I thought I was a messiah. Ooh. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I thought okay. I was Jesus. I thought I was many things reincarnated. No way. Yeah, and I believed it. With like, I thought I was in a movie, actually. Oh, really? really? Yeah. Wow. I thought I was being filmed 24-7, so I would mm. talk to myself like I was in a movie. I had directors talking to me in my head. The oh. good ones, too. Oh, good ones, of course. Like Spielberg. Oh, dang. Oh, yeah. I even had Brad Pitt as a director for a while. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I have a list of them. Because I, I documented everything. I have notebooks upon notebooks of everything. So did okay. you document it when you were going through it? Yeah. Really? So you were you were co- cognizant enough yeah. to document it? That's the most interesting part, though, for me, is because I was aware the whole time. But I also was, like, hyper-aware and almost too open. That's how my mom would say it. Okay. You're too open. You're, it's, you're way too open. Yeah. It's just, like, another, le- like, plane, like, on this planet that I was on. And because I, you didn't fight it. No, I didn't fight it. Yeah. No, you just let it in. They tried to medicate it, and the medications weren't working so that I could be like this, yeah. which mm-hmm. is like acceptable and normal. But um, so, yeah, I just was kind of roaming around this planet, like somewhere very different in my mind. So is it kind of like, well, okay, so I know I made a comparison already, but is it like lucid dreaming too? Like being out of body, almost like a lucid dream? Um, Because obviously you're able to record it, which is phenomenal, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. So I, I did a lot of writing. I had a blog at the time. I documented it all. Um, it's just you see things differently. You see them through a different lens. Everything just looks different. It's like, uh, like say, like psychedelics would allow you to kind of see things that are there. Right. right. That yeah. That you can't see normally. Like, yeah. That's kind of, I think, what it was like for Dee. She was yeah. open to this other reality that, that was know. around her. But the, the same reality was also there, like, so she could function and go through her life. But she was just, she could see things that we couldn't, you know, <laughs> like. Yeah. Sign, lots of signs and symbols. There was a lot of synchronicity that happened over those periods where I was like, how does this... 
there was like a thread connecting everything. Wow. It was really interesting. That is super interesting. Okay, so then was it like that for both of the episodes that you had? Or was it different? Yeah. So the first time that I got sick, that I had my episode, I said it was a perfect storm. I'm like, this could never happen again. Because this was the perfect setup for like the perfect story that I created in my mind. Right. So I was like, the chances of that, after I recovered and like started acting normal again... I was like, the chances of a scenario coming into my life where I could create a story like that in my mind and believe it, mm-hmm. chances are, like, nil. And then it just so happened that my mind triggered and, you know, whatever stressors I was having at the time, maybe my diet was off. Like, there's so many factors that could have attributed to the relapse, but um, it was another perfect storm. And, yeah, it just... Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. So with this then, through your journey, because obviously like we don't know a lot of people that go through this, mm-hmm. right? It mm-hmm. seems like, I mean, it, it seems like it's pretty rare in theory. So uh, my question to you is, what is the biggest thing that you've done on your journey mm-hmm. that's really helped you transform your life to become the amazing person mm-hmm. who completely runs the Mental Wealth Project, mm-hmm. first off? <laughs> Like, obviously, we wouldn't be near where we are if it wasn't for you. Seriously, you keep us in line. You are extremely bubbly and wonderful to be around. (laughs) So what was the biggest thing that got you to this point? Like, obviously, you look at Joel. Joel has been staring at you, like, the whole fucking time. He's just, like, just, like, beaming, just looking at you. (laughs) I love watching this. It's adorable. It is. And, I mean, we're adorable. And it's just, it's... It's just, like, it's nice to see it in other people. This is cuteness (laughs) overload right now. I know. Can't handle it. Yeah. If we filmed this, the camera would break. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, I was very fortunate in my journey because I had a very strong support system. So it's very easy to walk down a street in maybe the inner city and see people talking to themselves. They look disheveled. They're on a different planet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can relate to those people. The difference between me and those people is I had people to help me out of it. Okay. 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 You know, I had my family. I had friends. I had, I I was, you know, I had um, medical coverage to help me pay for my prescriptions. I had so many things in place that helped me get better because I could see myself easily falling into that and never coming back. And a lot of people don't come back because they just don't have the support systems in place. Right. Right. So you think that was the biggest thing for you then was having such a great support system. I've always been really high functioning with my disorder. Mm -hmm. So I'm very fortunate that I don't have any PTSD from this because there were so many things that happened while I was sick that could be triggers today. Yeah. Like almost like music, sounds, like colors, movies, people, everything could be a trigger. And there's, there's some things that still remind me of when I was sick and how, what they meant or like different signs or symbols. But, um, I, I recovered very well. And I don't know, I can't really place exactly what it was that made it so that I can function and have a job and be well and be engaged and, yeah, you know, live happily with, like, minimal side effects from and medication or symptoms or mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. I'm just very fortunate. Wow. 
I mean, obviously, it's an amazing story. So my other question then, part mm-hmm. two to this, is <clears throat> how do you want somebody to approach you about it? So let's just say, for instance, like, you know, obviously, we know each other. Mm-hmm. If there's ever anything I want to talk to you about this, mm-hmm. how do I, what's the best way to go about Bring it? Bring it up. That's it? Let's chat, man. Yeah? I love talking about this stuff. I wish more people wanted to talk about it. Like, I, sometimes I, I say, you know, like, I have schizoaffective disorder, which a lot of people, when they hear something like that, if they're struggling with a mental health challenge, they're like, oh my goodness, like, I have blank. Like, mm-hmm. it could be anything. Depression, bipolar, who knows, right? Yeah. But I, I think the moment I say, like, I have a disorder, people want to talk about the challenges that they've had. Yeah. Yeah. I also want to talk about my experience, though. Oh, yes. okay. okay. Yeah, yes, no, let's, yeah. Go. No, let's go. No, we let's haven't talked about it. That's the point, though, guys. Is like when we talk, I want to talk about like what I've gone through just as much as I want to hear about what you've gone through. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Of okay. Course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. And I think that's huge. I mean, obviously. Like, I want to know. Because, I mean, like, for somebody who goes through mental health struggles, obviously, like, I grew up knowing I had... I didn't really know I had mental health struggles. Mm-hmm. And then... What now that I can talk about it and I know about it, yeah. I love talking about it. I, I love really hearing do. you talk about it too. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, you, you're you really like open about your PTSD. You're very and... open about it. I've had to be. Um, I was too closed off before and I realized the more I close myself off and hide from it, mm-hmm. the worse it gets. Mm-hmm. Like I've just, it's become a part of me. Like the biggest struggle I think I have is my ADHD. Mm-hmm. But I have actually learned how to completely function top notch with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's been amazing. And it's something that I learned to do kind of naturally, but it's also something I like to talk about. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's good. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I mean, and that, that was always a big question because like this is, it doesn't matter what you deal with when it comes to mental health. It's all open for discussion. And that's, but, right. So let's talk about the mental health project for one second. Yeah. 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 And it's about what? Opening the conversation, starting the conversation. Mm-hmm. What's yeah, the normalizing the normalizing conversation? The conversation yeah. right? Ending the stigma. Yeah. I think we're all walking around with like these little hidden secrets about our mental health. Everybody. And like we're just willing to talk about it and be open about it. And mm-hmm. normalizing the conversation means simply that is just like making it so that it's not taboo to be like Talk about what's going on in your head. Yeah. Your head of all things. Yep. Exactly. I don't want to hear about everything else. I want to hear about how your head's doing, guys. Yeah. You know? No, like, tell me, how is your brain doing yes. today? How yes. are you feeling mentally? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And what have you been through? What's your exactly. experiences? Right? Yeah. Like, let's actually have an honest to God conversation Talk about, about it. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, let's get down and dirty with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people just aren't doing that enough yet. No. No, but we are going to get there. We'll get there. And Eventually. it's happening faster than we think, probably. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to be able to have, like, this conversation, you know, the four of us sitting in a room, all literally talking about mental health, all different types of it, mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. forms, and yeah. come different ways. Like, yeah, it's amazing that, you know, the four of us can sit down, have this conversation, mm-hmm. and then hopefully somebody listens to it and actually benefits from it. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, exactly. I mean, you two are a testament to what you guys can accomplish, even though... You have a huge hurdle, which is mental health and what you guys deal with. The fact is, it didn't stop you at all. 
if anything, it was a challenge that you guys rose for yeah. and completely destroyed. If anything, I think it's something we were able to bond over and mm-hmm. made us stronger. You know? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So was, mental health has actually been right at the center of our relationship. And same with ours. Because it, has yeah. it's, it yeah. hasn't just been that we shared that. It's We both knew it was very important to, you know, like, take care of our mental health. And yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And we could help each other out on that journey. Yeah, so. exactly. It's been great. Yeah, I mean, so for both of us here, both relationships, we both started out knowing that we both had a health, mental health issues, and then mm-hmm. that was like almost a basis of our relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that was like a like a building block on our relationships, basically. Mm-hmm. What do you think about, Dee, do you think you could handle a relationship with somebody who didn't have somewhat of an understanding of it, or at least a general idea of what mental health is? No, absolutely not. Really? Okay. No. And this is part of my everyday vocabulary. Yeah. Especially, yeah. you know, now with the Mental Wealth Project, we're always taught, we're, it's top of mind 24 7. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be like a giant step backwards, giant step backwards if I were to place someone in my life that I couldn't relate to on that level. Right. And that's, that's interesting yeah. too, because like, you know, I go, I actually, you know, go on both sides of this conversation. I think that obviously it can work. But do I think it's easier? Uh, no, not so much. No, I don't think no. that it would be easier because at least if you if you both have a general understanding of it, mm-hmm. it makes it that much easier to be able to talk about and also like empathize with that person too, Absolutely. right? And relate to that person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? So I guess my next question is, is there anything else you guys want to talk about when it comes to this stuff? Because I mean, we've asked a bunch of questions. <laughs> oh, wow. Go, D. i mean we can jump into segments here i mean i'm just curious if there's anything else you guys wanted to bring up mind you i have a feeling that we're gonna have to do a part two probably i feel like we've covered a lot of ground today i think we'll have to all have to listen to it and then write down a bunch of questions and then do a part two (laughs) yeah 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 i definitely think a part two is going to be in our future another heart to heart yes i'd be into that for sure this is a blast guys yeah (laughs) okay so segments segments let's do some segments y'all it's how we end the episode uh also (laughs) i just want to say before we finish steven because we never brought him up oh and i I never want to leave out steven i always want to leave out (laughs) steven yeah friggin worst uh, well, we need the worst person <laughs> I, to be around, right? We can't all be positive. Um, so segments. Mm-hmm. You guys want to start on your how to love me's? Or so why obviously, I love you. why I love you. There you go. Uh, that's I the name got of our you. Podcast. I got you. Hmm. Yeah, I'll start. Uh, D, I love you because you allow me to be myself. Um, I'm completely comfortable around you, and I want to spend the rest of my life. With you. Oh, Body goosebumps, you guys are so freaking cute. I can't handle it. I think I'm welling up right now. A little bit. Oh, a little bit. Now make him cry. Wow. Well, I mean, let's get aggressive about it. Well, there's like a million reasons why I love you. Which one specifically? The one specific one is how he makes me feel every single day. He, you light up my life. And I think it's the way you just constantly compliment me and tell me I'm awesome. You are awesome. <laughs> Aww. Aww. You're so cute. Absolutely. I so, handle it. I mean, obviously for our next one, we do have a fan question. Oh, uh, yes, I should. Hang on. Hang on. Sorry. Kelly's getting ready I'm for the prepared. fan question. Mainly that's why I started on the, you know, why I love you because I was hoping Kelly would get ready for the fan question. <laughs> okay, but I did have the fan question originally and then 
Fan questions. Eh, fan questions. <laughs> <laughs> I did that once, guys. Okay, <laughs> so do we want to go with this one? Do it. Okay, so this question is coming from Hannah, 93 Lee. And she said, do you guys find that because you're both in relationships before getting together that your friends and family put more pressure on you to get married and have children? And are you concerned at all about passing on your mental health challenges to future children? That's a heavy one. Yeah, Yeah, we're getting deep with y'all. We got some interesting fans. So did you feel pressure? Yeah, no, I don't think there was any pressure to to get married and... From your mom, <laughs> I, I didn't get that from either side. No. Yeah, yeah, no. no. It was we just had nothing but support, you know. But. They, our parents just want to see us happy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we're happy. Okay, we make yeah. them happy. Yeah, no pressure. Exactly. No so pressure. children. Yeah, that's a big one. Children, we. I mean, we don't know. You know, like we want children. We want yes. Children. Um, but it's... we don't know enough about our diagnosis that you know can it be passed on maybe it's possible um Are you, like is there any concern about it like because yeah, obviously kelly and i concern. kelly and i answered this question on instagram and uh that's uh how the number two love me podcast on instagram um drop the hints uh <laughs> shameless plug yeah we answered it on our own podcast yeah, let's yeah. get over it um we answered the question we said we're not worried about passing these on to our kids because we know what they are now mm-hmm. we have a better understanding whereas our parents had no understanding mm-hmm. and you know they were going in oh yeah blank and mm-hmm. they couldn't figure it out but now that we have that understanding, hopefully we can actually see it beforehand. Yeah. And because... I mean, like, we have the tools now to be able to, I feel like we have the tools now to actually be able to, like, help our ch- our future children, I guess, if they do struggle with it. We can kind of see the signs That's and symptoms, too. Sense. Yeah, we'd definitely be able to, you know, talk a lot with our kid um, yeah. about what to expect, what's going on. You know, it'd be a completely different conversation than yeah. when we were growing up. Um, and really, the world's view has kind of changed on mental health since, you know, we were we were younger, yeah. which is yeah. even a in the last years ten ago. years, yeah, yeah. God, even <laughs> in the last five years, yeah. yeah, yeah. And like my concern is um, about what I'm going to do with my meds if I were to get pregnant. Oh yeah, right. Because I guess you probably wouldn't be allowed to be on your meds. Hey, I think there's or... some options there. I haven't really explored it too much, but like my preference, ooh, maybe I shouldn't say this. My preference would be to not be on any. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's risky business. Yeah. Right. So, right. Um, yeah. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, obviously you got some time to figure it out. Exactly. I mean, you guys, figure it out. You guys yeah. got a wedding to deal with first, you yeah. know, one yeah. step at a time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Next year. Absolutely. Woo. So, I mean, really, I can't think of any other segments to do. No. Well, hold on here. We do them every episode. I want to know why you guys love each other. Oh, but we do this all the time. (laughs) Okay, but I actually have a really good one this time. Damn it. Okay, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we, I mean, anyone who's listened knows that you have been working these longer shifts and you get up much earlier in the morning than I do. Mm -hmm. And we're also in the middle of a friggin' heat wave. Yep. And like, as we're sitting right now, I'm sweating bullets. (laughs) Um, but so earlier this week you got up in the morning and I had just washed all of our bedding and stuff the night before our duvet was still downstairs in the dryer. We had just slept with a sheet on the night before and he actually in the morning, 
he went downstairs, he got the duvet out of the dryer for me, and he came and brought it up and put it on me while I was still sleeping mm. to make sure that I was nice and warm and cozy. Well, because it was chilly in the room because we had the AC running all night. Mm-hmm. We were cuddling, keeping body warm. So the second I got up, I instantly got chilled. So I knew you were going to be chilled. Yeah. So I already had to go downstairs. So I figured I'd grab the duvet and tuck you in. Yeah. And it was wonderful. So yeah. that's why I love you. Because you think of doing little things like that. Hmm. Aw. It's Aww. not as cute as theirs, though. Oh. That's pretty cute. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we have to do one every week. So, yeah. you know, we have to be a little less general about it. <laughs> um, so my why I love you. Mm. And this is just yesterday. Because oh I was a little yesterday. pissed, I'm not going to lie. So obviously, this yesterday was my last day. Okay? Mm-hmm. I was my last, my last, you know, 11-hour day. I was exhausted on the end of, a, you know, two weeks. And Kelly goes, oh, I stopped by the store and got everything. But I'm an idiot and I forgot coffee and creamer. And I'm like, okay, so does this mean after my last longest day of work, I need to go stop by the goddamn grocery <laughs> store to pick up coffee and creamer? Because I don't want to. I'm still dressed in my work clothes. I'm sweaty. I'm gross. It's the last mm-hmm. thing I want to do. But I was going to do it because I didn't want to, you know, argue or anything about it. Even though there wasn't going to be an argument. Yeah. <laughs> so I called you and I'm like, so do I have to pick up coffee and creamer? And you heard it in my voice and you went, honey, I can just run. It'll, it'll be like 10 minutes. Do you want me to just run? In the back of my head, I'm like, fuck yes. 100%. I don't want to do it. But I'm like, you know what, babe? That would be great. Yeah, that you, would be you played great. it pretty cool. I played it super cool, but in my mind, I was freaking the fuck out. Uh, so that's the why I love you, yeah. because you just volunteered it, even though that's what I wanted to do, and I wasn't going to ask you to do it. Yep. Aww. Yep. So I went to I went to the grocery store twice in like a 45-minute span. Yep. Yep. Well, so if you, you would have got it all done at once. Well, I have a shit memory. Yeah, you do. You know this. <laughs> you know this. And that's one of the reasons why I don't love you. I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> JK, do there's you, other people here. Do you want to do you want to keep him or I guess I'm supposed to stay We're here, all full guys. Up here. Oh, <laughs> damn. All right. So, I guess by the next episode, guys, I'll tell you where I'm living. Um, but I think that's pretty much it. Awesome. Yeah. I think that's about it, guys. So, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you learned something from it. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously D and Joel, you guys are amazing guests. Yep. Uh, Loved having you guys on. Definitely want to come back for a part two. Yeah, Yeah. we're definitely doing a part two once we figure out more questions. Yeah. Because (laughs) I got a sneaking suspicion I'm going to have a lot more. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think so. Thank you, guys. Thank you. No, thank you. And obviously, if anybody has questions for D and Joel, hit us up. How the number two love me podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and at gmail.com. There you go. That's how we do it. That's it. That's it. We're done. Cool. This is the episode, right? Yeah, this is it. This is awkward because there's still people staring at us. <laughs> We're not used to this. Yeah, she's like, don't. wrap it up. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's hot in here. Let's go. So anyway, let's finish Anyways. this off. Okay. Thanks Hope for guys, listening, guys. Yeah. We'll uh, talk to you guys next week. Yep. And yeah. That's it. As always, we love you. And bye. bye.